This is Emily Penrod, and my guest today is Jamie Carrier. She is a wife, mother, health and ecotherapy coach, and co-owner of Kaha Taihi Coaching. Jamie, welcome. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Well, we spoke with your business partner, Heidi, last week, so we learned a little bit about Kaha Taihi Coaching, and Heidi told a little bit about your history. You've had a rather impressive health benefits. You've experienced some real progress in healing yourself, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Tell us about it. Sure. So, um, I've, since I was younger, I always kind of went back and forth between um, sadness, depression, just simple little things, not always understanding my feelings, my thoughts, and things. And when I, when my daughter, my second daughter was born, I became very um, depressed, actually. My husband graduated in the health field, and he and my mother-in-law and my mom noticed the symptoms pretty quickly um, and were very, very concerned. And um, when she was about three months old, um, I had considered suicide and almost followed through on it. And um, at that point, uh, backtrack, when, my, when I was 12, my grandma passed away, and she's from New Zealand, and she used to tell all of us, kia kaha, which means be strong. And as I was on the edge of this cliff, um, ready to just drive off, um, three things came to my mind. The first one was that I'm a child of God, and I have a unique mission on this earth and and it wasn't my time. Number two was something that my sixth grade teacher had told me. So I'm dyslexic and I struggled most of my life with reading and understanding and just feeling different that my learning style was just not the same as the traditional, if you will. And she told me, don't you ever let anyone tell you that you're not good enough just because you think differently. And that was really empowering. And then the third one was forget forget me not, which is a little flower. I'm huge into nature. And um, one of the leaders of our church had given a talk on the forget me not flower. And it's just a little flower that pops up in the spring that sets the tone for all these other flowers. And often it's forgotten, but it sets the tone. And that visual for me that I'm not forgotten and that I matter. And then the last one was Kiakaha, which my grandma said to be strong. So I was able to work my way through this process and headed home and talked to my husband and just told him what I was thinking and how I was feeling, which he had known some of it just because of his background and noticing the signs. And anyways, from there, I had two more kids. And when my, um, when my fourth son was born, well, actually my third, when my third child, which is my oldest boy, when he was born, the doctors, I just didn't feel well. And there was just so many different things that were happening and they were testing for my thyroid and all these different things and everything was coming back negative. They tested for lupus three or four times in a 10 year span. And anyways, long story short, go further down the line and three and a half years ago, I became non-functioning. My depression was back. Um, I was having a hard time walking. I was in a boot for almost a year and a half to two years. Um, they thought I had fractured my foot and had like a hairline fracture, but it was never healing. Went to my orthopedic surgeon since I had had knee surgery several times. He's like, Jamie, I really think you have lupus. Like you're showing the signs of 
just not being able to heal and it's your joints and it's your, you know, bones are being funny. Um, it, because they couldn't figure out what was wrong. They were doing scans and nothing was looking bad. And when I tore my ACL the second time, I knew I had arthritis. Um, they had to go in and scope it and do all of the reconstructive stuff because it had been, um, let's see, that was about a six year span. I tore it for the second time and it had already built up. It was just sore, it hurt, I couldn't move it right. So about two and a half years ago, Heidi, who's my best friend and business partner, she's like, Jamie, um, something's gotta change. Like, And I had been downstairs and I overheard one of my daughters tell my other daughter, I really wish mom was like, and then named one of our friends because she'd play with us again. And that just really hit home to me. Being a mom that just for a lot of my kids' life, I just felt like I didn't have the energy. I did suffer from depression for so many years. Um, having four kids in five years whacked my hormones way out of whack. And I just never was able to really recover. And, um, and then I was officially diagnosed with lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, and then found out I was celiacs and allergic to wheat. So through this whole process and this journey, um, the words of my grandma kept coming back to me, kiakaha, which means be strong. And I had my husband and my mom and my mother-in-law and neighbors and um, all these people that were a support system for me through all of this hardship that I was facing. Like I would turn to the left and I would black out. I would, there were days where I slept the whole day. There were days that I was only awake for four hours. My husband was cooking and cleaning and helping with the kids and everything. And I just felt so useless and at that moment when my daughter said that to my other daughter, I just had the feeling come to me that said, yeah, you have these conditions and there are circumstances right now that you're facing that might be outside your control, but your choices are yours. And you have a choice to take control of your life and live your life the way you want to. It might not be easy and it might be hard, but you can do it and you can get through this. And as Heidi and I, because she was a huge support in the process, and she talked to me about toxins in my environment. We got all of our toxic cleaners out of our home. Um, that helped my son who has asthma, my daughter who has eczema. I was having inflammation in my chest, which started going away. And then I started taking quality supplements because nutrition is... Um, in our soil is not what it used to be. And so we're not getting the vitamins and nutrients the same way that our grandparents and our great grandparents, because the soil is just being depleted. And so I researched different forms of nutrition. And anyways, I just came to realize that being strong on my own was not enough. And so Heidi and I created Kahatahi, which means strength together, because it takes a team. I mean, we hear the words, it takes a village to raise a child. It really takes a village to raise anybody and to be a part of anything. And so um, as I, and then we went back to school together and got certified as health coaches, took advanced nutrition, which I did autoimmune, gut health, um, and I did some other ones. Those are the ones that I focus on as well as um, reset programs, cleaning out the toxins in your system, finding out what foods give you energy, take away energy, trigger different things. And then I went back to school again to become certified in level one and two ecotherapy, which is the natural world. Um, animal therapy connects with that, um, gardening, um, plants, how plants affect our health, how nature and humanity connect into one thing, how we are a part of the natural world, all of that. 
and in so doing started realizing that there's so much in our world that we have that can help whether it's mental physical emotional environmental there's such a combined balance that needs to happen that so often we push aside and i'm not opposed to medication medication saved my life i was it, it, it i mean it saved my life my focus is let's find the balance where can we fix or help or decrease certain symptoms based on things we already have and then where does me the medical science need to come in to help in different areas um, so that we can combine together to make a successful happy life so that's kind of the basis story of where i was where i came from and today um, every once in a while it sneaks back up and i know that i'm eating something wrong or i'm 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 not in a mental state that I need to be. Um, I'm currently not on any medications. I do take vitamins and supplements and, and stuff, but, um, but I've been able to get there because I've learned about my body. And so often we think that, oh, this is gonna fix me or this is gonna do this. And reality is we're all different, just like kids. Our kids are all different. And so um, we have to find what works for us. And that's really what Kahatahi and Kahatahi coaching in general encompasses Kahatahi. Did did Heidi talk about Kahatahi, or was that more Kahatahi coaching? She talked more about the coaching. She explained your, you know, how you are working together. Um, you know, different areas of speciality and supporting women, especially women's health. And I, you have such a powerful story. And it's just, oh, you. you know, I love it. It's just <laughs> very touching. And, you know, there are a lot of people going through what you went through and just hanging on wondering, is it worth it? So to offer this to women, strength together is, is just huge. I really applaud what you and Heidi are doing. And I know um, Heidi shared some tips on how we can get more energy, three things to do to get more energy today. And you, you can tell us about breathing. What can you tell us? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I found when, um, when I would get stressed or anxious with anything, and I actually have a son who has ADHD, and I've used this technique with him um, and also, I mean, you can use it with anybody. It doesn't matter if it's a child to an adult. But we have our our um, we have a parasympathetic nervous system and a sympathetic nervous system. And one is fight or flight. It's like you're being chased by a bear. You're getting out of there. Your blood goes to your exterior limbs, and you're running. And it doesn't matter if you're being yelled at by a boss or a teacher, or you're being chased by a bear. That's just the natural response. The, um, and that's the sympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is rest and digest, where you can actually calm down, you can digest, you can do these, um, and you can calm yourself down. And the interesting thing is, even before you eat food, if you're not in a state of rest and digest, your body can't process what it's doing because all of your energy is going exterior. And so a lot of people, they'll say, well, I'm eating well and I'm moving and I'm doing all these things, but I can't lose weight or I have digestive problems. A lot of it goes around what are you doing at the time you're eating? Are you actually allowing your body to start from the beginning of digestion and work through the end of digestion? And so there's something called the 557 breathing. 
And it, it's really simple, but if you do it about 10 times in any situation where you feel stressed, overwhelmed before you eat, it actually will switch those two. And it, it allows your body to go from that fight or flight mode down to the rest and digest. And it's, you breathe in for five seconds, you hold it for five seconds, and then you release for seven seconds. And in a state of panic, um, it can be really hard to breathe in and hold for five and release for seven. So you can start four, four, six, you can start three, three, five. You want to work up to five, five, seven. And the key is that you breathe out longer than you breathe in and hold. And you just do that and you will actually feel your whole body switch from a state of chaos to a calmer state. And that's when you know that your body's switched over and is calming down. This is huge. I, I know I have a background working with children and families with special needs. And so often when they have ADHD or any other disability, the majority of their time is spent in that fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. So just this simple technique to learn how to get yourself out of that is huge. And you also mentioned that you have a sister, you mentioned your son, mm -hmm. special needs, and I have a special place in my heart for parents of children with special needs. It's hard raising any child, but especially when you have those additional challenges. Take, tell us about your sister and your son and, and what you have found to be effective. Sure. So my little sister, she's Down syndrome and autistic, and currently, um, my parents are serving for our church. They are the temple president for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Rome, Italy. And um, because of that, my family went back and forth on what, we, what would be best for my sister, whether to go to Italy with them. And I mean, really, she'd sit and it just, it wouldn't be a good quality of life. Or stay here with nieces, nephews, siblings. Um, there's three of my siblings around. And um, as a family, we decided it would be best for her to stay. And so my husband and I uh, moved into my parents with my other sister and um, leased our house up in Ogden, where we're from, and um, we're taking care of her. So I'm her legal guardian while my parents are gone. And, um, you know, it's an amazing thing as you realize, you know, people say um, that they're different or, you know, they're special. And when I look at the word different, I used to view that as a negative connotation until I realized that her differences actually make her pretty spectacular and being special. They really are special. They pull out things that most of us block or censor or just don't recognize in ourselves. Like somebody walks in the room and she knows if that's a good person. Like she just knows when people are true and real. I, she's changed my life. She's an incredible, incredible person. She's 27. Oh, she just, she's 28. Sorry, my kids correct me all the time. <laughs> and, um, and so with her, um, there's lots of different things you can do with special needs, which I'm, I'm sure you're aware, having the background that you've had. Um, I taught third grade special ed in Italy um, as an internship through BYU. And, um, you know, I just think that in general, we need to find what works for us. And that's whether it's health, life, whatever. What worked for the little boy that I taught in Italy is totally different. And he was um, Down syndrome and had autistic tendencies. 
he, he's totally different than my sister. Even though they have these disabilities that are similar, some things work similarly, but really finding the drive, the passion, what do you love? What do they love? What do they like? What's a good fit for them? Um, I think that's just something in general that we need to be more aware of, um, whether it's a special needs child, whether it's a typical child, whether it's an adult, is where's the drive and passion in their life? and help them bring that out so that they can have a purpose and they can feel the purpose. My daughter um, is dyslexic. She has an IEP in school for reading and one of her teachers actually, she was at a really low spot and they asked her to go and read stories to the special needs kids that were severe because when she read stories to them, she felt like she was making a difference. She wasn't being made fun of. Nobody was mocking her. They were excited she was there, even if she stuttered, even if she was on a really low reading level. She gained a purpose and her whole confidence shifted. So thinking outside the box is really important in any aspect of our lives. Just trying to help with that. Yeah, and then my son, he has ADHD, um, and he, through nutrition and through breathing techniques and different tools, He's really been able to manage it, but I actually homeschool him um, because traditional school just wasn't working for him. So I have three in the traditional school systems and I have one that I homeschool at home. And again, sometimes as a parent, you just have to be willing to say, you know, what does my child need? And if, I mean, I had people at the beginning that were criticizing me, why would you homeschool? What if they fail? What if they do this? And I'm like, well, it's not working the other way. So might as well give it a shot and just have courage in your intuition and what you feel as a parent, as a guardian, as a, as a person. I think too often we push that intuition aside. And I think that's a really a God-given gift we've been given to really feel what we need, what our bodies need, what others need that are in our care. And so that would be my second tip is just really hone into yourself and listen to what you are telling yourself and don't let the outside world shift that. I, I think it's great to listen, to learn, to grow but then really hone into what your thoughts and feelings are and try it. I mean, so he fails at homeschool. We send him back to public schools, right? I mean, that was worst case for me and it's been going wonderful, but you have to take that step. You have to have the courage to sometimes step out and say, this is going to be hard, but I can do it. I, I have seen your son and been so impressed with his confidence and you know, his ability to interact with adults and be perfectly at ease. I, I think you're giving him a great gift. Thank and, you. And my experience, my years as an educator, have I've seen over and over, parents are the experts on mm. their children. And IEP meetings go much more effectively when the school is listening to the parents yeah. and it's, they're collaborating much more effective. Well, I can see you as just a valuable resource for anyone who is suffering from any chronic illness, wants to find some healing and any parent with a child with special needs. So tell me a little bit about the services you offer and then how people contact you. Sure. So, I focus on autoimmune conditions and gut health. Um, gut health is one of the things that people don't realize can affect so many different aspects of our life, um, whether it's ADHD, whether it's um, uh, autoimmune conditions, whether it's um, brain fog. I mean, there's so many things. And not that 
that is the component that switches and now they don't have this anymore. But when our gut doesn't work properly, our brain doesn't work properly and together they've got to have that connection. And so it affects so many different aspects, kids, adults. Um, so I love to sit down and go through like what symptoms of toxic overload are people facing? What symptoms are people facing outside of that? What conditions have they been diagnosed with? And then go through the symptoms and the individual things because I have lupus, but lupus looks very different to me than it looks like to somebody else. So going off of symptoms and saying, let's see if food is a trigger. Let's see if environmental factors are a trigger. Let's see what kind of movement triggers. And then allowing people to find within themselves what works for them, what doesn't work for them. And then as far as the ecotherapy, we do do retreats um, out in nature. Um, we'll connect with nature. Um, really, we couldn't breathe without trees. They couldn't survive without us. There's such a deep connection. How to grow a garden that's sustainable. What foods do what for our systems. So, and I love, love helping people understand nutrition. And really foods for me are such, that was a life changer for me when I realized what foods were really affecting my inflammation levels and all of that. And most of my clients, when they're able to realize what foods do what, they can eliminate a lot of different symptoms. And again, I still have lupus. I still have RA. Now they might not be on the tracker or my levels are so low, they're not manifesting themselves. But if I'm not careful, if I don't watch myself, they can. And so I help people to see what is triggering those symptoms and why is it doing it the way it is. And then I do um, work with ADHD. In my ecotherapy, we did an entire section on um, youth and children and ADHD and how to use nature as an outlet and an ally in that because our brains just want to go and nature is a really great way to connect and allow for learning and growing in a different outside the box way of thinking. Awesome. So those are the main things I focus on. What is the best way for people to contact you? I, Heidi mentioned where your office is. Go ahead and repeat that. Yeah, so um, you can email me. You can call me. Um, if you go onto our website, you can um, email there. My email address is kind of long, but it's simply beautiful with Jamie, and it's J-M-I. Take out the A and the E, just J-M-I at gmail.com. So simply beautiful with Jamie, J-M-I, at gmail.com. And then um, Facebook, we have a Kahatahi and a Kahatahi Coaching Facebook um, page uh, or group. And then Simply Beautiful with Jamie, I have a page in a group. We have Instagram. So really, any way that you want to go, you can message there. Again, you can email, you can call. Um, happy to help. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. I can tell you have a wealth of knowledge to share and that passion and skill behind it. That's great. Thank you. And you have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it.